0: We are on uh, Mizmor Kufhe, which is a longish Mizmor, but it's a fascinating Mizmor because the previous Mizmor we did was the Barakhin Shi, in which we saw God's hand through the natural world. And it was an incredible thing how the Mizmor paints for us the picture of the beautiful order of the universe and how when you see the order of the universe, you just say, And you're, incredi- you're incredibly amazed by all the order and things. And how everything is sustained and provided for exactly in its right time, right? Now we're going to see in in Mizmor Kufhe, God's hand in history. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be motivation for us to see that Boreolam is involved in history. And he answers our tefillot and he should answer our tefillot today as well. Okay, Pasu Aleph. We say it every day. I mean, half of it Pasuk uh, Aleph, <laughs> exactly We say it every day But half of it Give thanks to Hashem Call out, proclaim His name And make God's deeds known Among the peoples And that's a classic thing in Tehilim That we are so excited about Borei Ulam, That we always are trying to publicize Borei Ulam's greatness to the world And that kind of ties in with the message From the Nevi'im That our ultimate goal of Yerushalayim Is for the nations of the world to come and to gain wisdom from the people of Israel and as they proclaim God's greatness to the land. Okay? Pasuk Bet. Shiru lo, lo, Sing to him, sing praises to Hashem and speak of all of his wondrous miracles, his wonders. He Take glory, take pride in his name, in his holy name. Ismak lev onai. Let those who seek out God have a happy heart. Or, those who seek out God do have a happy heart. Search out God, seek Him out, and seek out His strength. And always try to seek His presence. Always try to um, uh, seek God's shekhina. Here it's fiv, even though in our it's fihu. Okay? Remember the wonders that Hashem has done, His marvels, and the judgments that came from His mouth. I'm being precise in the translation here, based on the Steinzel's translation. Okay, Pasuk Vav. <speaking in Hebrew> the seed of Avraham, His servant, the children of Yaakov, His chosen ones, <speaking in Hebrew> He is Hashem, our Lord. His judgments are throughout the land. Now what does that, what does that How does that flow? He owns the land. Meaning... Remember the wonders, and then it's speaking to seed of Abraham. Mm-hmm. Right, it's saying, you who are the seeds of Abraham, the sons of Yaakov, his chosen one, remember God's miracles and his wonders and his mofetim." He is Hashem, our God, and all His judgments are throughout the land, okay? So it's, a, it's turning to us, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov, and telling us to recognize Borei Olam's greatness and His wonders throughout the land. And now we say, now we're going to describe Hashem's greatness and what He's done for us in our history, okay? Uh, that's, that's worth remembering, that we are being commanded to remember and to acknowledge. <speaking in Hebrew> He remembers His covenant, uh, the word that he, he commanded for a thousand generations, meaning forever. A thousand generations is a, is a poetic way of saying forever, because the Berit that He made with Abraham, Isaac and Yaakov, is an everlasting Berit. So Hashem remembers the Berit, which is something we have to show gratitude for. He remembers the Berit, so now that's something we have to be thankful of, thankful for. Sometimes He remembers the Berit even when we don't deserve the, the Berit to be remembered. Even with all of the things, all the punishments that may come upon Bnei Israel when they're undeserving, I'm not. I'm not disgusted by them to get rid of them completely, and that is because what anchors us, the berit. There's a birit of there's a that anchors us even in the worst of times that we never go to destruction. That never happens. Okay? And that's proven historically so far. And it should continue that way. What We're talking about the one that he made with Abraham, and then he promised Yitzchak. And then he made it with Yaakov as a statute, meaning he kept it true for all three of them. Israel, who is was Yaakov, was, it became an established and everlasting covenant. And what was this covenant? To you I will give the land of Kenan. Your allotted portion. That was the covenant that the land of Canaan will be ours. Simple as that. No argument about that. Okay? cute vegarimba, And that was when, when did he promise them this? This uh, this covenant that the land will be theirs and they will be preserved. There so when there were no, when there was nobody there, when there was, when they were just very few in number, they were small, just sojourning in the land. They didn't even have any possessions in the land. They were just in, in, uh, guests in the land at the time that the berit was made. They wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another. that's probably in reference to Abraham Avinu's sojourning from Ur Kasdim to Kenaan, mm-hmm. through Haran, okay? and his sojournings through Egypt mm-hmm. and uh, Melech, Okay. Adam leOshkam, <inaudible> he didn't allow anybody to oppress them. And <inaudible> and he even reproved kings on their account. When did he do that? with Paro and Avimelech, both by Yitzhak and Mm Avraham. Okay? So now we're we're, we're remembering how... The whole point of this Mizmor is to show how the Berit that the Mizmor opened with telling us to recognize and to thank Hashem for, now the Mizmor is going to prove to us that the Berit was given to Avraham, Yitzhak and Yaakov when they were still very few in number in the land and how the Berit was preserved. Right? So now it's saying, look, Boreolam gave them a biru when there were nobody. They were just bouncing around from kingdom to kingdom. And he not only kept the birit, he also preserved them. And he reproved kings on their account. And he told the kings, get away from them. They're Navi. Uh, if you try to touch them, I'm going to kill you. That's the way Boreolam was talking to the kings. Do not touch my anointed ones and do not do any harm to my prophets. Okay? al haaretz matelechem shavar, and he proclaimed a famine on the land. He broke every staff of bread. Now, when did this happen? When there was a famine in the land that they had to go down to Egypt. Shalach ish kar yosef. He had sent a man before them, though, and that was Yosef, who had been sold as a slave. Right. So now we're getting to the part where how we ended up in Egypt as a as a community, as Am as a as a nation or an, an infant nation. Okay? It so th- Hashem, I, uh, Yeah, Hashem God sent before them a man. Who was Yosef who was sold as I said, That was orchestrated by Hashem. <speaking in> Barzel <Hebrew> they tortured his legs with chains, his body was placed in iron. <speaking> in <Hebrew> Until the time came that his word came to pass, the Lord's utterance purged him. What does that mean? Hashem brought him from... It was, he from was in, and, to... and Yosef was in the situation where he was tied up and locked up in, his, in iron until the word of God, which Yosef had prophesied also in his dreams, came true and the word of God purged Yosef from his suffering. It got him out of his suffering. Um, then he sent the king and he released him. The ruler of the people set him free and he set him free. He made him master of his house and ruler of all of his possessions. No, I was talking about Yosef still. Mm-hmm. How Yosef became second in command. That he made, the king made freedom and he made him the leader. Uh-huh. <laughs> he put him the master of his house. That was what Parod did to Yosef. Made him master of the house. Mm-hmm. And master of... That's what the Pasuk says in the Torah. Mm-hmm. Changes uh-huh. it a little bit in the Tehilim. To imprison, to imprison ministers at will and to teach wisdom to his elders. Okay, we'll pause there. We'll finish the Mizmor B'Azhar Hashem tomorrow. Um, whenever Am Yisrael comes under the wing of Yosef and we'll see what history has in store for us after that. Okay, so we're up to the Yosef part of the story. We'll see what happens when Am Yisrael join him in Mishraim. Baruch So we continue with Mizmur uh, Kuf He. We got up to Pasuk Kuf Gimel. Um, so the, the the mizmor opened up of course with uh, Saying how we should praise God How we should praise God And we're going to see and, and it talks about how Borei Ulam keeps his promise to our forefathers And the covenant that he made with our forefathers And how that's a, that's a something that Borei Ulam stands by And it's something that deserves our appreciation And then the mizmor goes on to prove that Boreh Olam kept his covenant with us by going through the history of Am Israel and how Imamash ended up keeping all of his promises. Okay, so we go we're going through the story and it talks about how the forefathers were wanderers and then they ended up in Egypt during Arab, but nobody was able to touch them because Boreh Olam protected them and told kings off when they tried to bother them. And then there was a time when Yosef went down to Egypt. But then Yosef was brought up by the king and Yosef was made great. And that opened the door for Am Israel to come under Yosef's wing in Egypt. Israel himself. Israel himself. Correct. Israel himself. And the B'nai Israel, the sons of Israel. So Israel, meaning Yaakov, came to Egypt, Yaakov, Gar its ham. Jacob lived in the land of Ham. It's saying the same thing in a poetic way because the land of Ham is Egypt. Mitzrayim is one of the children of Ham. What is have Peru urvu. And he made the, his people uh, multiply greatly and he made them stronger than their enemies. Which is what... Mitzrayim was scared. He ne'am beni sarav ve'atzum mimenu toot. Using the same word, ba'yatzi menu. Mm-hmm. He's taking it from the pasuk. Rav ve'atzum mimenu. Okay. It's it's very nice. that the, the tehillim. They're they're picking the author. The tehillim is picking the words of everything very carefully. Okay. Pasuk kafe kafach libam mm-hmm. l'sno amo litnachel ba'avadav, and he changed the hearts of the Mitzrayim to hate his people, to harass his servants. But then he sent Moshe his servant He sent Aharon, the one he chose He both sent Moshe and Aharon They said before uh, Before them Before the Mitzrim They put their, his signs, Hashem's signs And they did marvels and miracles In the land of Ham Again that's a repetitive pasuk Saying the same thing and now we're going to go through some of the Makot, but it's not going to be in order. Okay, that means more for poetic purposes, does not list the Makot in order. Shalah uh, he sent darkness, and he made it dark. et devarav, sorry. He sent darkness and made it dark. They did not go against Hashem's word. Hafach et what does it mean that they did not go against His word? Um, here they say it's Moshe and Aharon did not go against Hashem's word and they actually did all of the things that Hashem commanded them to do in, all the all of the makot that, that he commanded in, them to
1: do says
0: that, Wow, the otot the actual makot did not go against Hashem's word okay, so he sent darkness and they did not go against Hashem's word either the otot or the thing there's also Midrash that says that this is when B'nai Yisrael asked for uh, or this is where they learned about the So maybe it's referring to They did not go against Ben Israel's request mm-hmm. but I'm not sure Now we go to dam. We start with darkness Which is second to last And then we go to dam. He turned their waters into blood And killed their, their fish We see from this, from this mismor, Kind of what was Important of each Makkah So we typically don't focus On the fact that the fish died in blood but here it makes it like the key point of the Makkah is that the fish all die. Mm-hmm. So that shows that maybe that was one of the key parts of the Makkah that we don't think about necessarily when we read Parshat Shemot, I mean Vairah. Um, uh, and their land was filled with frogs in the rooms of their kings. He spoke, and wild beasts came lice within their borders natan gish mehem barad made their rain into hail fire was fill, filled their land bayakafnamut struck their vines and their fig trees bayshaberetz kivulam and it broke the trees that's something that's emphasized in the makah of barad that it broke all all of the trees okay so he struck their vines and their fig trees, and he broke the trees of their borders. Amar vayavor Hashem said, and the and the locusts came ve'en <speaking in Hebrew> and they consumed without any uh, uh, limit to their number. I think that's how, the best translation. How do you how would you translate it? I thought yelek was a type of, uh, of locust. Here it says yelek is a type of locust. You're right. He spoke and the locust came, the yelek without number. So it's a type of grasshopper. I thought it was like the um, verb. The verb. The yelek, like um, um, What was it? Kilchochashur, but it's a different word altogether. Okay. matam, They ate all the vegetation of their land. They ate the fruits of their soil. Uh. And then he struck all the firstborns of their land, the first fruit of all of their vigor. And this is a, a phrase that's used by Ruven. Ruven, B'choriata, Kochi, V'Reshit, Oni. So the firstborn is always called Reshit, Onam. You see it in the Mizmor here. Describe the firstborn of the Egyptians as their first of their vigor. And he brought them out with silver and gold, and none of the the tribes went missing or were, were faltering. Meaning all of Amisrael came out of Egypt, wealthy, with nobody left behind. Samach Mitzrayim Bitzetam. Mitzrayim was happy when they left, ki <laughs> for they were terrified of B'nai Israel. Paras anan lemasach, and then he went and he protected them with the cloud, ve'esh and fire to light up the night. That was when? By Sufa when they went into the desert. Sha'al by then he requested, Moshe requested from God. And he brought the Silav, he brought the birds, <speaking in Spanish> then he made them fall with the bread of the sky, which is the man, of course. <speaking in Spanish> he opened a rock and the waters flowed, and they were traveling through the parched lands with a river next to them. Meaning the river, I think, is the... What? Yeah, the rock, or whatever you want to call it, maybe it's a reference to. Okay? It's just split into rivers... The oh, the Midrash says break That the bare Broke up into rivers you know, Break up the tribes oh, That's them. interesting So it could be uh, It could be where the Midrash Comes from Is, is the uh, Tehillim In fact That's another possibility And why? Why did Borei Do all of this for us? Because you remember The covenant the, the His holy word Et Avraham Avdol The covenant he had With Avraham his servant And that's kind of the point Of this entire more Once again is to make us show gratitude to Hashem for keeping His covenant. And we see He kept His covenant because He took us out of Egypt and He gave us all everything that we ever could need. He took His nation out with joy. He took His chosen ones out with a joyous song. He gave them the lands of that other nations were inhabiting and they inherited the fruits of the labor of other nations meaning they were able to go into batim tovim immediately there's a Midrash that also points that out that when Am went in they were just settling in homes that were already built for them which was like the biggest zechut uh, that Hashem you know they already destroyed their homes and then and Hashem took them into the, into the Egypt 40 years And they're, like, oh, they're not so they rebuilt their home <laughs> I didn't know There was That said that but I, I know The Midasha Says that they went Into the built homes And they found money In the, oh, in uh, the, in the walls Of, yeah. uh, of the Sera'at That was the thing <laughs> And why does Hashem do all of this So that they will Keep his covenant His laws And they will observe His Torah Hallelujah Okay so beautiful Mismore That teaches us To show gratitude To Hashem For his <laughs> kindness To B'nai Israel and um, and the fact that he keeps his covenant throughout history, we should all we should recognize that and appreciate it. Baruch amen, v'amen. amen.